This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Uh, how you guys doing? You yeah. alright? Good, Billy, how are you? I'm good. I just had to change a poopy diaper, but you know, it's... Dude, I, the way I... Hey. The way my eye caught the te- the message before you read it, I thought you said you were pooping. I mean, I oh, guess right. that was also a possibility. No, it's like every time, whenever like Liz and I have a thing, it's like at a time. That seems to be when he's like, "Okay, it's I'm gonna, it's, let's do I'm gonna this. be really inconvenient with when I poop." <laughs> Saving it for that That's, moment, right? Which hey, is cool. I get it. Whatever. He's working on his comedic timing. It all worked out. Uh, yeah, Rage. How have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Not been up to a whole lot. I mean, what has anybody been doing really during this? I week? mean, it's really fucking difficult to get anything started in this fucking environment where everything is changing at all times. So, at some point. You hope it'll slow down, but at a certain point, you now two years later, you just sort of have to, I guess, accept that it's not going to fucking stop and find your way into it. So, trying to find my way into it at some point this fucking month, but we'll see, see what happens. Trying to trying to catch the right wave to ride in, or avoid the wave, you know, come in right behind the fucking wave. Oh man. Um, yeah, I don't, this, I mean, for the first time, uh, outside of like when we shut down initially, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, was that March two years ago now? Yep. Um, this, uh, week has been the first week that COVID's really kind of like, I mean, like generally our caseload has been down across the board, uh, Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, but now we've had so much staffing problems because of it that we've really had to start like canceling cases, consolidating rooms, like people who like normally like, you know, we'd have people who would, you know, we'd have a room for one case. Uh, and now we're like, hey, look, we would normally do your case at seven o'clock for you, seven thirty for you, but now you gotta go at twelve fifteen to one fifteen because that's the only slot we got. <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been an interesting week, and we'll see how next week is. Yeah, I like how so much of the world right now, with, with things as bad as they are, uh, <laughs> is just kind of going about like ah, whatever. COVID, you know how it is. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird. And I was thinking because, like, you know, we're locking down again, uh, and just like, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. We're trying to get all of our groceries like delivered or uh, do pickup orders. So like, they drop it off in the back of the car, and we, we don't actually get out and go in the store. Um, and that's been hard because it keeps like. So many times we've like not gotten an order, or something's gotten canceled, and it, it, it didn't. It, it took a few times for it to happen. It occurred to me, oh yeah, they're probably short-staffed because so many people are getting sick. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm wa- yeah. I'm waiting for the time where 
you know, we're. I, I'm guessing it's just, it, it's, has it just gotten to that point now where we're like, you know, what pandemic? This is just life now. Well, I mean, we're getting close. Uh, I, 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 for the first time in a long time, um, uh, the Spider-Man movie, I really wanted to see again in theaters, but I just cannot get make myself go again yeah. i'm so happy i saw it that first week because like now my like, if i hadn't seen it then i probably wouldn't be seeing it until it was streaming yeah i'm yeah, um, i've lower i i uh you know i'm supposed to go see aew here in dc on oh, wednesday that's right damn but I, and i put my tickets up for sale you know a couple of weeks ago because i'm like as much as i want to go and even DC is like you have to have like for any like event or any indoors thing right now you have to show that you're vaccinated you have to wear a mask the entire time but I'm still just like mm, no no yeah and no luck selling your tickets no I might just have to eat it which is fine whatever you know it's... Uh, yeah I say yeah you know, I, I if they were like amazing tickets and I spent like real money on it I'd be pissed but it's not. It wasn't so. It wasn't like I got the best seats or anything. It was like, oh yeah, this will be a fun thing. And, but, you. So how did you get it without spending real money? Did they take monopoly money or? What? No, not real money. I mean, when I say real money, I mean like if I spent like, yeah, I mean like I spent, you know, a decent amount. Like it was like a regular amount of money for like a show, but I didn't get like. You know, it's not like I was like going to a basketball game and got floor seats. You know, it wasn't something gotcha. like that. You know, this was just like you know, regular ass seats. So it would have been fine. But and I'm bummed because the card is awesome. Like I, they, you know, they announce uh, some of the matches a week in advance on the sh- on the show. Uh, like Sting is going to be in a tag team match, and you know he's in his 60s now. So you would think, what the fuck is Sting doing wrestling? But dude, still fucking can go. It's nuts. Uh, is uh, Phil Collins going to show up? Maybe I don't know. That's what I wonder every time he comes. Out. Fun fact: Do you know this is this is true? I remember reading about this. Uh, the singer Sting has to pay royalties to the wrestler Sting really? for the use of that name. Yeah, dude, Who that came guy, first, the wrestler or the singer? Uh, it, I, it's I, like DDP. It's like DDP's hand symbol. He sued and successfully got fucking. Rock Nation to stop doing it because he fucking Seriously? has that. He has the hand, the hand signal trademarked, I which see. is like good fucking business sense on the part of the, on their part. Oh man, wrestlers at the time, they had to be smart about that, especially because like WWE is so, I guess F at the time was, mm-hmm. is so about owning all of it. Like you are a property when you work there. Yep. Uh, yep. anything that you come up with that is theirs they don't consider it anything like so it makes sense that they would do everything that they could like any name any like signature move or pose yeah get that shit on lock because otherwise they're gonna you know be like oh no, no, no you never did it we did it so now you know they'll be making it there's so much wwe makes so much money off of other people's hard work from like before they, even when they didn't work for the company, because you know they've bought a lot of like tapes and uh, mm-hmm. uh, companies over the years. That's how they became what they were in the first place. Uh, even back in like the eighties, uh, 
Yeah, that's why they bought WCW. 99% of the reason they bought WCW was just for the library. Oh, yeah, they just want to. And it was, they got a crazy good deal on it, too. Like, they, they've never come out and said how much they actually spent, but it's one of those, like, not a secret things of, like, yeah. I think it was only, like, a couple of million dollars, like, yep. a total steal. Because they wanted um, to get rid of it. The and you wanted yeah. to get rid of it, and they were like, there's no one else to sell this to. Uh, there's a really interesting podcast uh, called Something to Wrestle with uh, Bruce Pritchard. Mm. Bruce Pritchard was like the right hand man to Vince McMahon for like 20 plus years. So he was in on you know a lot of those business deals. And he, uh, I, I imagine a good 50, 40 or 50% of what he says is total horseshit. But <laughs> the stuff that is true is very interesting. Uh, one of the things I do believe is this, and he's talked about how when the option to, to buy WCW was like, you know, it had come up multiple times over the years. But when it was real serious, it was because they wanted that time slot on TNT. That's what they were interested in. Uh, and then TNT, but the whole ended up not wanting to do wrestling anymore mm-hmm. at all. Uh, that has since changed uh, since thanks to AEW and they've been doing really well. That's great. I'm not, I, I, I try not to be, you know, I know some people don't care for wrestling. I enjoy wrestling. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it as a kid. I speaking of fucking sting. I remember watching sting at a house show, like something, something like fucking late nineties or something. And it was just a house show. So like the production was kind of scaled back or whatever. But it was a, he came in and he wrestled an amazing fucking match as the main event. I don't remember who he beat because I didn't give him shit. Because when you're a kid that age in that era, watching WCW, the only fucking person you care about is Sting. PDP's oh, cool, you know. Some of the other people are cool, but fucking Sting's the man. And so, he out of the, well, I guess it was a house show. He probably didn't do the rafters thing where he came down. No, no, no he didn't do the rafters thing. It's a great match uh, though. No, I get it. When I was 11, the first wrestling show I went to is when like SmackDown came to Memphis, uh, and oh, when like the Hardy Boys came out or when Stone Cold came out and The Rock, I was losing my shit. It was just the coolest thing. And in hindsight, if you go back, if I like went and watched that show, it's probably not a very good show. Like the matches are probably not very good. They didn't have to put a lot of effort into them. Uh, but it was you know very different time. Now I really want to see it because like they do put effort into these matches and uh, there's one like there's CM Punk is going to be in a match next next week uh, on on AEW against this guy Sean Spears who I really liked uh, when he was in NXT. I still kind of like him now, but he doesn't wrestle all that much. But I'm like, God, I want to see you know I want to see that match. It's not it's exciting to like see them come out, but like I, now from like the perspective of the creative side of what are they going to do? How are they going to do this? Uh, WWE doesn't really do that kind of stuff. So I'm, you know, a yeah. variety of reasons why I don't watch WWE or support that company. That is the least of them, but it's still a big part of it. I, I randomly caught an episode of, I think it was raw. I was staying in a hotel, I was traveling. I just turned it on and I started watching it and I was just disgusted is the wrong word, but I was just like, there's something about the way they do things now, which obviously comes. The reason I, I hate it so much is because it, I come from the Attitude Era where I was watching the whole Monday Night Wars and everything. So everybody who watched it during that time has a very specific, you know, 
view of wrestling and thing that they like because those were arguably like the best years of wrestling that we will ever get. Uh, I, at the very least, the the biggest years. Like, yeah. you're not, there's never going to be a time where that many people are watching wrestling. No, I agree, hundred uh, yeah. percent. But yeah, the uh, the just the giant TV screens just immediately turned me off. I was like, the fuck is this? Oh, where's it's like, where's the pyro? Like, where's the Where's the fun of they, fucking wrestling? It's just they giant brought TV Pyro screens. back like a year or two ago. I think it was a couple of years ago because it was coincidentally after AEW had started and AEW had Pyro, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh well, surprise, know, surprise. Coincidentally, you know, this has nothing to do with that. Like they would completely deny it, but mm-hmm. they always like act like they're not doing something because they're, you know, they're like we don't really have any competition. You know, everything is competition to us. But then like they'll put a show on against uh, against uh, some other wrestling show, and it's like, come on, guys, we know what you're. Doing. it's it's a it's a it's a billion dollar company that's ran by carnies still and (laughs) it shows it no really they are like they they are like cutthroat fucking people and the things that they've done it's part of the reason i'm watching more is like when you hear the experiences that these people have yeah and the way that they're treated it's just from a creative standpoint it's heartbreaking because you're like these are people that grew up like like you and me on like the attitude era like they loved watching wrestling they wanted to be these larger than life characters and they worked on it you know over the years in like bingo halls and in high school gyms and eventually got to the point where they you know wwe was like oh wow you're really popular on this indie scene why don't you come work for us also all that stuff you did fucking forget it you're not doing any of that we're giving you a new name because we're going to own you we we own that name you can never use it you will make money the way we tell you you make money because you also you're an independent contractor but you're not uh it's just the dumb yeah AEW is far from perfect like i mean i'm not yeah i try not to be one of those guys it's just like you know i mean a billionaire owns that company too but Mm. at least like those guys they don't have like a writing team the rest, you know, they have a booker and the wrestlers just come up with it, you know, however they want to do the story on their own. You know, they come up a lot with their own. Uh, they work with the, the marketing people to do their own uh, merch. It's they they can work in other places like they show up at uh, other companies and other in, uh, independent companies and stuff. It's it's it gives like a bigger sense of the wrestling world of like, Oh, I'm a wrestling fan. I like seeing this stuff. Cause I like what they're doing, you know, in this company or like what this person is doing in Japan. And you can actually see that crossover as opposed to WWE, where it's just like, this is WWE and that's it. And if you don't like it, then yeah, oh well, uh, cause they don't really acknowledge anything else. Uh, they just acknowledged, uh, that the impact knockouts champion, the women's champion there is going to be in the women's Royal rumble. And that was a big deal because people are like, what? They actually said it. Yeah. <laughs> they said the word impact finally. They did. I mean, they've Took done that kind of little list. thing before, but it's like, it's always, it's just, it's such a weird thing for them to do where people are trying to make a big deal out of it. But I'm like, you know that AEW has had people from impact and new Japan. They've had people from all over the fucking world on national television. It's not even like, Oh, for this one, like, pay-per-view or this what like th- there was a guy there's a guy in J- from japan who's like he's in his 50s now named suzuki mm-hmm. and i had heard of him uh i watched i've watched a little bit of J- japanese wrestling but i've never been such a big fan that like i you know was like super into it but i had kn- i knew the name 
and everybody was talking such a big deal that like his sort of retirement uh, as he's like getting into his later years uh, is like retirement uh, tour would include America. He wanted to come to America and AEW put him on TV like three or four times. And it was fantastic. It's this like little, this little guy, but he's just, he looks like a monster. Like it looks like if you ran into him in an alleyway, he would murder you and maybe eat you like, and it, and he, he sells this character. It's just such a cool thing. It's like, you would never see this in WWE. Never. They would never let this guy come in and do this. Despite the fact that, as a wrestling, like the wrestling community has known this guy for 20 plus years and respects the fuck out of him. Um, including like the wrestlers, like that's part of the reason he was able to come in. Cause there are wrestlers that were like, I've got to wrestle this guy. Like, you know, he's only got so many years left in him. I got to do this. And it was, he had a match with Brian Danielson where basically they just, punch the shit out of each other for 20 plus minutes which mm-hmm. sounds like oh that sounds really boring but they are both so amazing at what they do you just can't take you just couldn't take your eyes off it. and by the end of it their chests were just beat red and like they looked like they'd been through hell uh but it's it's, ah, it's such a cool time to it's a really cool time to be a wrestling fan if you if you're if you don't watch uh AEW and if you if you haven't checked it out yet i can't recommend it enough like i just i have such a good time I, I like I legit just don't want to miss any Wednesday night. Like every like every Wednesday I'm like sitting down, I got to see what happens. Uh and I don't I don't I haven't been like that with wrestling since I was like 12 years old. Yeah. That's the first that's what caught my attention was the people talking about CM Punk and Brian Danielson coming to AEW because I've watched both of them extensively and I enjoy both of their oh man styles and Brian- everything. <laughs> Brian Danielson has been amazing. He, so, you know, he came in back in September and then they had, you know, he has had a few matches. Of course, everybody cheers the, the hell out of him because they love him. Uh, and then in, I think it was in December when he won like the number one contendership in like a tournament. And, uh, Within like 10 minutes of coming out and talk, because everybody loves the champion right now, Adam Page, because he's had a great story over the last couple of years to get him there. And he had just won it. Within like 10 minutes of talking, he had turned the audience to hate him. And like, (laughs) and like, even the people that don't want to boo him still boo, because he's, and he's not like being like typical heel, like, I'm in a cesspool down here in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, like that weird, <laughs> like, right. let me just talk shit about, which there's Cheap nothing beat. wrong with that either, but he does it in such a way where you're like, man, like I, I, I mostly hate this guy right now because the things he's saying is not, they're not really wrong, but he's being a dick about it. <laughs> Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Anyway, I'm sorry, poet. I didn't mean to take over. <laughs> nah, man, it's fine, man. It's just a, it's just a real good time. Like the storyline going on right now is CM Punk and this guy MJF, who is the best heel working today, like bar none, yeah. uh, has been insane. Because like he's incredibly good uh, on the microphone, and CM Punk is like known for that. Yep. And so that you would you would think like in WWE if they were to do this kind of thing, where like oh let's get these two guys together, let's get this match going in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, two really talented guys like that could make that work, maybe, 
if they weren't like micromanaged, which they probably would have been. But in AEW, it's like they've they first crossed paths maybe a month and a half ago. It might even be two months now, and it's it's insane that they are keeping this story going and they still haven't had a match. They still they've had a tag match with each other, but they still they didn't end up in the ring like they they teased it and kept them away from each other. And it's like you got. You're, it, it just you got to see it because you're like I got to see this guy get the shit kicked out of him because he's <laughs> such an asshole. It's great, classic build up. Got to have it. Um. Well, now that we're done with our uh, weekly wrestling talk, <laughs> we really do. I do bring up wrestling. I don't mean to like talk about it, but I can't help it because I watch it. I do watch it every week, man. It's like the, it's my one thing that I'm like. I'm gonna make sure that that I that I that I watch. I mean, you love see it. what happens. It's fine. I mean, I talk about all the dumb shit I watch and do that you don't watch or do. So there's yeah. not that many of those though. When you think about it, like there are things that I haven't watched yet. Like I still haven't watched Boba Fett, but that's not because I don't want to watch it. I just haven't. I want to watch it with Liz, and we haven't really found the time to like sit and like watch a show. Although I guess I could have done that last night after we watched Eternals, but. You haven't watched uh, The Expanse. I haven't, and I and I, I I should because I I've read the first couple of books and really liked it. I've been meaning to get the next one in the series. Uh, Apparently, I, I think the series just ended too. Uh, uh, well, interestingly, the l- final episode of the series came out. Unless someone picks it up, and then they continue it. Uh, but the series is now done. Uh, well, I knew that that was that, and I was curious. And then the book seri- like, series that... also finished up uh, in the last month. The the new book came out. Yeah, and I was curious about that because don't isn't each season kind of the the story of a book, right? That I don't know since I haven't ever read the books. Um, I couldn't tell you how well they line up. Um, I can tell you that it does. Uh, it doesn't, it ends before the books do like there's, uh, what happens after this episode is, um, there are still books that are dealing with that from, well, that's what I figured. That's why I was curious because how many seasons was there's like six seasons. They did six seasons. Yeah. And the last, I think the last season was only six episodes. This last season was only six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the books, I think there ended up being nine or ten of them. Nine. Is it nine? Yeah. That's a good solid number, nine. God, that's so much. I decided I'm I'm doing a read-along this year uh, with some people on Bookstagram for uh, The Dark Tower, the Stephen King series. I saw that. Yeah, uh, and I'm excited about it because I just finished the first book, and it's maybe the third time I've read it, and it's one of those books that just gets better each time because you you pick up more things, and the main character is just super, super interesting. Um, so I'm excited to do that. I'm like, man, seven, at least seven books. There's also, there's actually another book too, but I don't know that we'll include that. I might read that one just because, uh, but man, there's something about like big book series. I'm like, ah, do I really want to do like, I, sometimes I, I think maybe it has to do with my age. Cause when I think back on like the Dresden files and I'm like, man, if I, I can't believe I started reading the Dresden files. <laughs> it's like man, I tapped, books. Yeah. I tapped out halfway through. I can't. I think the last one I read, he was riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex through the center of Chicago, and I was like, "All right, this is." Uh, that that was awesome. I I I, 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 no, I mean, the it was awesome great. at the I time, mean... but I'm like, nah, I was like, it's too much. 
Uh, I still need to read the last one, actually. I, I, it came out, like, he had two of them come out, I think, last year. And I read the first, or maybe even the year before that. Whenever they came out, regardless. Like, I, I, I've, I've read, I, I, I haven't read the last one yet. Um, I gotta get around to that. Because it's, it is, it is an excellent series, but I, I, I can see, but it took me a long time to do it, because, like, I just can't imagine trying to tell somebody, hey, you should read this book series. There's, like, 20 of them. <laughs> but you should do it. Like, you should totally do it. Like maybe if you're the kind of person that reads like a hundred plus books a year, and there are those people. Like I feel like real insignificant when I'm like on Instagram and like talking to people about books because some of them do that. Like they have like these giant like all they do is read, and I'm like that's insane. Like I could not read a hundred books in a year. I wish I could. I would like to, but there's too many other things that I also have to do and things i want to do is i'm like i just i can't imagine reading that much so that's why i'll never read the wheel of time series because i'm like no i mean it's too many people have told me like if you just stick with the first seven books (laughs) (laughs) you gotta stick to the first seven after the first seven boy boy it really picks up it really picks up I'm Book not eight. exaggerating though. Like so many people have talked about that, where like, yeah, it gets kind of down around the third book, but if you just stick with it until like the eighth one, that's uh, that's not a good. I, and people, I, I don't even like it when people do that with TV shows. Like that turns me off from wanting to watch a TV show. If you're like, yeah, the first couple of seasons aren't great, but that third season, like, you're that is a if you're if you're trying to sell me on a show, you failed. Like that is not. Oh you know. man. One through seven are terrible, but book books eight through twenty four are make one through seven worth it. <laughs> like what? It sounds like homework now. That, yeah, it does, and I think that's I think that's part of it. Is like it stops being fun when it feels like oh, I guess I I mean I got to get through this. Uh, this is actually the first year in a while that I haven't done a Goodreads uh, reading goal. You know, like at the beginning of each year on Goodreads, and be like, "What's your reading goal for twenty twenty two?" and like normally I put like 50 books or something and I, I usually don't make it to my goal. Uh, I just, but I'm also like, but I, I didn't, I decided not to do it this year. Cause like I, I it ends up not being as much fun. Cause I, I hit these points throughout the year like where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, I got to read X amount of books this month and next month if I'm going to catch up. So I could fit like, and it, it, it just shouldn't matter. So I'm like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I don't want to have to, you know, if it's not fu- if if it becomes work and it's not fun, then why am I doing this? Like it's, yeah. Well, speaking of a sure. franchise that's twenty plus deep that we would recommend all our friends who haven't watched it start watching it, the MCU. Do we have any friends? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we have any friends who haven't watched the MCU. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have any friends, do we? Boom, roasted. Ooh, self-burn. Those are rare. I mean, yes, we do. I mean, I we're mean, all Booker's family. Booker's never really. watched it, but he doesn't know. He's... Oh, that's going to be fantastic when we sit him down and watch it. Oh, man, I can't wait. And I'm trying, I got to think of a good, like, how am I going to do this? Be like, you know, because I got to make sure to include non-MCU movies now since, with, like, with Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, you just got to tell him. I know Phase 2 kind of gets a little, you know, slow, but <laughs> you just really stick with it to Phase 3. Oh, man, no. Really pays three. off. I know Thor The Dark World is kind of slow, but you just give we make it through oh, this. Oh, God damn it. That was awesome. Um... Well, where do we want to start this uh, Phase 4 MCU talk? Do we want to talk Eternals since we just started that? Do we want to start with Spider-Man since we haven't really had a chance to talk oh, about that? 
You know, it's funny. I guess we can talk about like the whole thing. You know, that that I guess that makes sense because we have we really talked about much of anything outside. I guess we've talked a little bit about Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, we've we've touched on like the shows when they've come out, um, and you know, Shang Chi we talked about, um, but like collectively, we haven't. You know, now we're really starting to get into the beat of some stuff. Yeah, it's it's been you know the last couple of years of us have just been so weird. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. been very. It's obviously been very different um from the outside but also watching has been so you know not having your typical all right well we got to have our captain america movie we got to have our iron man uh, uh we got to have uh thor somewhere and guardians got to come back you know it's actually i guess i even shouldn't even say typical because it's interesting to think of like how slowly some of those have been ticked away to where, you know, of course we're not going to have another Iron Man movie right now. Iron Man's dead. Spoilers. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of crazy. You ever think about, like, Iron Man 3 was a long time ago. Dude, it was, for, it was like mm-hmm. a lifetime ago. I saw that in the IMAX in Nashville, like, with some friends from Whole Foods. I was working at Whole Foods still. Like, that was a years. God damn, you were working at Whole Foods. Yeah. Like, it's just been so long. But you don't think about it. Like, Marvel has done such a good job, especially, like, sprinkling in, you know, first other Avengers movies, but then also having, like, Spider-Man Homecoming or Civil War, where, like, there's still that presence there of, like, yeah, no, here's Tony Stark. He's still here. Uh, but you don't even think about it. Uh, so it's But it is kind of crazy, like, after Endgame, where Black Widow is gone and Captain America is gone and Steve Rogers... Uh, and now Iron and Iron Man is gone, so they're in like this weird process now of like sort of rebuilding. But yeah, it's really interesting the routes that they're taking. I feel like like if this were in the other way around, I I, I feel weird people make this kind of comparison all the time. But if this were Warner Brothers doing DC movies, like had they done this? And they'd killed off like Superman and Batman. It would just be like, all right, well now we have Dick Grayson becoming Batman. So we have Batman Five coming out, and uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna oh uh, Superman is just gonna he's, he'll come back from the de- oh they they did do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting the routes that they're taking, especially with like the Disney shows. Um, well, I'll say uh, Phase Four has felt very much to me like Phase One, in a good way. In that I feel like we're getting uh, these, you know, like characters, um, new characters, and we're seeing like, you know, the universe expand obviously, but like um, it feels very much like, like a phase one to me with the way that, you know, like that these, uh, the this phase four has gone so far. And I, I you know, with the exception of Spider-Man, because, um, you know, obviously the TV so- series are dealing with, um, you know, uh, characters we've already seen, but sort of transitioning them to where we're going to be seeing them, um, and also introducing new characters, but like, uh, I don't know, Shang-Chi and, uh, Eternals, uh, feel very like Iron Man 1, Thor 1, Incredible Hulk um, where you're like, oh, cool! Like these are these are the characters, and like it's just their first go. So like, 
Like, we don't really know, like, what's going to happen, but, like, I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I I feel it the same way, and I think it helps that, you know, I think some people would be like, well, you know, they don't have the, uh, like, the name recognition of those other characters. But when you think about before the MCU, I mean, people knew, of course, who Thor was from, you know, mythology. They know Captain America and Iron Man, but they weren't, like, big names and now because of how successful the mcu I mean, now the brand is marvel yeah. marvel can just slap its name on something and it's probably going to be successful um and thankfully they don't take that or you know the people running it at the moment thankfully don't seem to take that for granted and you know just piss things out and like ah oh, here you go like they they're, they're still very clearly uh compassion and love going into these things they're not just putting something out just to do it uh if that were the case like i said we'd probably be getting just a rebooted mcu like here's the new iron man and captain america and we'll do a new avengers and you know and and i'm sure there will be some sort of new avengers thing coming up i don't know what they're gonna do but i like that i'm excited to the idea of like what is going to be the end of phase four like how how do they wrap this up yeah. Uh, with the directions that they're the direction they're going in, because I'm sure they have an idea of how they're that's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Well, let's first talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home, a movie I was unprepared for how emotional that movie was gonna make me. I mean, I think we all knew that Toby and uh, Andrew were gonna be in it, but I. I was not prepared for how much they were going to be in it. And I was so happy how pivotal and crucial they were to the story. Yeah, I, I definitely was too. It's, it was, a, you know, like the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Uh, but the fa- I love the fact that that didn't stop, you know, Marvel from, from keep trying, you know, just not talking about it, not showing it. Yep. Uh, Cause it does give you that little bit of doubt not to bring it back to wrestling, but I'm going to for a second. Cause oh, fuck God. it. <laughs> uh, no, but we were just talking about CM Punk. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, CM Punk was a wrestler who was very popular a few years ago uh, and just kind of got worn out, was really unhappy with the company and he stopped wrestling. This was like seven years ago, I think. And the rumor was, you know, the wrestling world has gotten very exciting. AEW seemed like a really cool company. And it looked like CM Punk was going to come back to wrestling. He did not say that. AEW didn't say that they were going to sign CM Punk. But everyone, like, you know, that reported on wrestling is ever like, no, these talks are happening. This is happening. And then AEW was like, oh, we have this new show that's coming out. Uh, we're going to do a big show that uh, we're going to rent out this place in Chicago, which is CM Punk's hometown. It holds like 15,000 people. Uh, and we're going to have the best in the world there, Wink, which is like his thing. He's the best in the world. So like they never flat out said CM Punk is coming and he's going to be at this show. But it was such a – it was one of those things where you were so certain. Like if, they'd be, if they didn't do it, they'd get in a lot of trouble for it. You know? <laughs> they'd be like, no, you're, you guys fucked us over. But it's that 1% of doubt that – he wasn't going to be there or like that. that one percent of like, you're not certain uh, that this is going to happen. That makes it so exciting. And I think that is also kind of what Spider-Man had going forward is they never, they never said that this was going to happen for sure. Everybody's, you know, there was leaks and people were, you know, 
People kept denying it. It's Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man again. Yeah. Oh, you almost got me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crying out loud. But I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the next movie because I, I just love them. So you never really had that thing until you were there and seeing, oh, shit, this is happening. Like, they, And it just that that little bit of. Of doubt made it so exciting to see like, oh, my God, like, I hope this happens, but I don't really know for sure that this is going to happen. Yep. Yep. 100%. It's just like, uh, fuck, what was it? I was thinking of it. Oh, it's like the Luke Skywalker effect, right? When he showed up in Mandalorian, except you, no one saw that coming, right? But even if you, some people did have like articles that wrote like, Maybe it'll be Luke Skywalker, but what immediately wrote that off because it was like, no, there's no way it could be fucking Luke Skywalker, right? The fact that no one really knew, even though you kind of had hoped and thought maybe, even like as they sprinkled crumbs as he was fighting his way on the fucking ship, like you were still kind of in doubt, right? Until he actually yeah, I, fucking I was, unveiled until himself. he like unveiled himself. I was yep. sitting there like. No Every, everybody was like, there's no way, there's no way. Oh my God, it's an egg. But, but there's no fucking way. There's no way they're doing it, right? And then it happens and it's just... Even like when I think back to my reaction watching that, I was like, like, he had a fucking green lightsaber and a black glove on. Like, come on. Like, I, I... I, it had to be, but, I but I was still like, I don't know though, maybe. <laughs> I 100% didn't see the black glove, didn't track the green lightsaber, and when his fucking face appeared, I'm Luke Skywalker. Tears, because I was unprepared for Luke showing up, and it it only makes sense that it would be Luke. Yep. Like all it takes is a modicum of thought of the universe and being like, oh, who else would come get Grogu in this moment? It's gotta yeah. be Luke. In hindsight. Yeah. But it's like the fact at the at the time you want it so badly. And you're so afraid that it's not going to happen that you don't even want to give yourself hope that like that's what's happening right now. That's that's what the Spider-Man thing felt like. It was like, man, it'd be so fucking cool if all three of these guys were in the same movie together and they're like perfectly wrapped things up and blah, 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 blah. But but if it doesn't fucking happen, it's going to be so goddamn disappointing that you don't even want to give yourself that, you know, but. But I love how Marvel did it. And the total opposite way. It wasn't like they did a, you know, there wasn't any point in the movie before they showed up that you're like, you know, they were teasing it or anything. It wasn't like, oh, could that be, could that be them? Oh, wait, is that them? Maybe that wasn't really time. There was never anything like that. It wasn't until they showed up that you were like, oh, fuck, this is happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It really did. That scene happened really quickly. It was like, you didn't really know it was happening until the fucking portal opened up and you saw the suit that didn't look like the new suit. And you're like, holy but shit, was, it's happening I, now. Now I like how he was far enough away that you were, st you could, I was still kind of like, wait, I don't know. Are they fucking with me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I a hundred percent like that totally is a scene that you could just see them being like, Oh, it's Spider-Man. Oh, it's not our Spider-Man. It's Andrew Garfield does a wave to the camera, close the portal. <laughs> Next part. Oh, now it's Tobey Maguire. Hi, kiddos. Close the portal. Now we find our Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it could have been treated as such a cameo. throwaway cameo, 
like, hey, here it is. But Which I think, like, out of Marvel's hands, like, if this were strictly a Sony thing, because that also sounds like something a Fo- like Fox would have done with, like, the X-Men yeah. series, which they did do a couple of times. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. With, like, do. Wolverine popping up in a couple of movies. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. Charles Xavier. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yep. And uh, now, granted, I love that scene. I think it's hilarious. But still, it's like, it's, yeah, you know, it, for this movie, that is not what we needed. You know, yeah. <laughs> this needed yep. something more than that. And I'm so glad yeah. that we got it. This yeah. was the uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame for Spider Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for, the, for the entire franchise of Spider-Man. It was amazing. The only way it would have been better is if they would have got the Spider-Man from the TV show in the mix, too. Like, if they could have worked <laughs> The that portal guy... opens and it's an animated world. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, the, the TV show guy with, like, the, like, like, the, 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 like, his eyes were so crazy how they did him. I just remember loving that TV Spider-Man with the, the web that looks like rope. No. Don't know. Um, I... Sorry, you're getting old man shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, I have to find video and send it to you, Billy. Um, <coughs> um, yeah, this was. I don't know what it was, but at some point, Spider-Man just became one of those characters in within the last fifteen-ish years or so. It really hasn't even been that long. Where part of his storylines have been like dealing with other Spider-Man. And I don't know how that started, but like it started after the movies, you know, had became a thing, really. So I, it, it, it became so appropriate, I think, to have him interact on such a big level because in the comics and even in like the cartoons and stuff, there's always been like something about Spider-Man meeting alternate Spider-Man. In- well, I remember <laughs> Scarlet Spider. Ben Riley from like when I was a kid in the comics. So yeah, he's definitely uh, had past storylines where he's dealing with clones and stuff like that. But yeah, I, the whole, like the wider, more multiversal side of Spider-Man has definitely come to the fore recently. I wonder um, if they'll do clone Spider-Man. That would be interesting. Um, how do if we they do? They got to do Kane. How did you guys feel about, uh, them flipping the Uncle Ben for Aunt May. Uh, I liked it because it showed. I I always liked the fact that there's some different things for MCU Peter that we were used to. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm sick of getting that same storyline over and over again. I like to see different versions of the characters, uh, especially because I and this is just me personally. Whenever these movies have ever since. Tom Holland Spider-Man has shown up the people that have just bitched and complained about, well, this doesn't really feel like Spider-Man because uncle Ben isn't there. Aunt May is whatever, like bullshit complaints that they have, uh, because they have this very specific idea of what Spider-Man is. And I think a lot of comic book characters get that where, you know, if, if there's, if this isn't exactly the way that, you know, say, I remember it being in this cartoon from the nineties, then that's not Spider-Man to me. And you guys did a bad job. And that's just, it, that's so such a dumb way to interpret these characters that have existed for decades. Cause the only reason they've existed for decades is because they've changed so often. They've had these backstories, you know, 
slightly altered or the way that they interact with people changed and the people that they are friends with or in relationships with changed. Uh, Batman gets that a lot too, I think where, you know, if it's not, if this isn't Batman from the animated series, then fuck, that's not Batman. (laughs) Like, come on guys. Like it's a a fictional character. Have fun with this. So it was really great. Best Batman. That I mean, I don't disagree. I (laughs) love that Batman. Um, but you know, I, I liked seeing uh, the the show of look. This is just a, a, an alternate version of Spider Man. The version that you prefer, that you think of as the real Spider Man, is probably out there somewhere. Maybe even in this movie, because I know people love Tobey Maguire. But you know that it, it's fu- it's perfectly fine to have you know no Uncle Ben for this Spider Man because there's a infinite amount of Uncle Bens in the multiverse. Except this um, one, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I w- that, that makes me wonder if there will be an Uncle Ben because you know they're doing the animated version of uh, the same Spider-Man called Freshman yeah, Year, it's and freshman it's like, year. so are you going to put Uncle Ben in that? Because the way that they did it in this movie with with Aunt May, like I really really like that the way they did it, and even though it came at the end of that scene, which was very sad it was still such a it was such a good jumping off point for him to go forward and do other movies as well yeah. because it, you know reportedly he's going to do another trilogy and so this is kind of like his actual uncle ben moment but it does make you wonder if they're going to go back and do uncle ben and i hope they won't steal the words again and like have if they do have ben have him tell may and so may is just basically repeating it in this movie, I just like this moment so much that I don't want that. So I hope that they don't. They yeah. really don't. Again, they we don't need to see Uncle Ben. For yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think Marissa Tomei did such a good job uh, with what she had to be as Aunt May that, like, yeah, I don't think you need an Uncle Ben for this storyline. I think you know this works perfectly for him. And I mean, like that moment when uh, it's just. Toby staring at uh, Tom, like not saying any words, just letting him like sit there in his emotions, but stopping him from like, you know, hurting the goblin. Like I was just like wrecked. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, people have been saying how great Andrew Garfield is in the movie and he absolutely is. He deserves all it. But I think Toby Maguire is kind of getting overlooked by just how good he's done. He does with like, Little things like that, because yeah. uh, there, you know, even before that, when they were talking and he's telling him about like, you know, Uncle Ben's killer, you know, he wanted him dead and he got what he wanted, and it didn't make things better. Like he just he, it, it's smaller and subtler, but it's really fucking good. And yeah, especially because we were there, we were there with him twenty years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, not quite, but still. <laughs> yeah, it and I, you know, and I think a lot of it. I you know I don't I think Toby's probably of the mind that it's he'd rather Andrew be celebrated I think for how uh you know terribly he was treated sort of with his franchise. oh most definitely which is not his fault like yeah, those movies 100%. and I think even at the time thankfully uh you know I, I don't think anybody's trying to rewrite re, re rewrite history as far as like the quality of those movies you know and what what worked about them because 
even at the time, you were like, Andrew Garfield is great at this. Yeah. The movie is not good, but that's not his fault. He does fantastic with what he's given. Yeah. Um, what do uh, you guys think about the post credit stinger for uh, for Spider-Man, which was, you know, really the Doctor Strange trailer? Uh, there was that in the Venom tease. Oh, but... Yeah. What did you? All right. Well, first, what did you guys think of the Venom tease? Uh, it was fine. I didn't really think anything of it. Honestly, it seems like the kind of thing where you'd be like, "Oh," but you know, if they do uh, something with it, cool. If not, it was still funny that they that they brought that in for a minute. Well, uh, th- without making it a part, because honestly, I think if if Tom Hardy had shown up in like the actual movie, I don't think I would have enjoyed that very much. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh um uh. Topher Grace had shown up. <laughs> that for like a scene, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that could have been funny. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. What I thought was interesting was how people reacted to why was Venom in the universe? Why did he pull him into the universe? I never thought he pulled him into the universe. I thought Venom pulled them into that universe with the stinger from Venom. When Venom was showing Tom that there were other universes, they they ended in that universe and then got pushed out with the spell. I don't know well, if you guys have seen the stingers. The stinger somebody, from the second Venom. I, I, I have. Um, I haven't seen the actual movie. I don't yeah, know nor have I. I've only seen the stinger. Um, but somebody has mentioned before that there's like a hive mind for symbiotes where if one symbiote in, you know, the multiverse or in general knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, then they all know it. They all know, even if it's just subconsciously, which yeah. I'll accept that yeah. because by that, by that point, especially because the movie's over, uh, fine, whatever, especially for like a, a throwaway scene like that, that isn't even part of like the main, you know, storyline. It doesn't bother me. Neither does like the, the plot holes of these villains, not, you know, because not all of them should have known that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, but we, you know, that's fine. I think that, honestly, Marvel is so good, has has done such a good job at, like, keeping these kinds of things together without, like, causing plot holes like that, um, that, one, even if it was on purpose, I'll let that slide because the movie is such a good time, but also... I don't think it is. I, 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 I think it is on purpose. I think that, uh, you know, because we know what the the outcome for all of these villains is, and by the end of this movie, the goal is to have some kind of sympathy for at least some of them, uh, which I think they do a good job of. Uh, I genuinely feel bad for Norman Osborn because you can tell, like, he does not want to be like this. Um, man, Willem Dafoe fucking killed it. This movie. Yeah, he did. He did topic we get to in a minute but you know you you don't want to think oh they're going through all of this just so we you know we just so they'll die when they go back because we all know what happens at the end of spider-man and spider-man 2 etc um but i think because they know things like the fact that doc ock knows that norman osborne is green goblin he didn't know that in the movie so i think this is a slightly i think that's their way of, of slightly pointing out like these are not necessarily the exact same characters 
as they were for I think those Spider-Man are. I think that's the same Spider-Man from those movies we watch, but not the villains. Uh, so that you can have that. First of all, you can get through that plot hole, but also you can have a little bit of hope that all of this wasn't for nothing. That like everything that they did to save these people, maybe it, it worked. Maybe they did go back and didn't have to die uh, the way that they did in those movies. And I like that. I like the idea that you know maybe they did the right thing, but you don't actually know for sure. And I think that really fits well with the uh, with like the themes of the movie of like maybe this worked out, maybe it didn't. The important thing is you know you did what you thought was the right thing to do at the time. Like you had to do the, your best. Um, and I really like that they went all out for that. You know, it would have been easy, I think for them at the end of the movie for him to talk to MJ and be, you know, try to convince her and have the happy ending of like, yeah, we're together again. You remember me, MJ. And, and then people might've gone for that. It might've been fine, but I like that they didn't do that where like, no, he's got a, wants to protect her. So, even if he's not sure it's the right thing to do, he's going to not, not push it. Yeah. Um, what'd you guys think of the Dr. Strange teaser? Oh man, good. it was awesome. Yeah. looks great. Uh, do we think that's I... officially the Dr. Strange from what if? No. Okay. Uh, maybe I still haven't watched what if I need to, um, my impression at the end of what if was that that version, which they called Dr. Strange Supreme was basically just like accepting his role as like the keeper of you know multiversal threats in his broken universe yeah that there wasn't really any indication or hint that he would like try to reach beyond that and honestly if he did try to reach beyond that i'm not sure that the watcher would necessarily let that happen even though the watcher is technically just observing things including when he took a more active role there at the end but like I don't I don't think that would be satisfying to me if it were just like directly hey this is the one that we set up in what if because that that character in what if is the best character in what if and he has the best episode of what if so taking that and like sort of twisting it around just to be evil doctor strange and multiverse of madness just seems kind of lame to me um, Well he might have different reasons though for for doing what he's doing he may not be i hope he's i certainly hope it's not like oh he's just evil like well and probably won't because you know it is a sam raimi movie which still blows me away to think about (laughs) and he typically like you know at least if you're going based off his spider-man movies alone you know the bad guys are usually more three-dimensional than that like i really hope it's not just like oh i'm the evil you like that would be boring yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a reason he's the there. The, if you watch the fucking cartoon, you'd understand why he's. No, I know. That's so what I'm saying, though. That, I'm saying, Jesus like, Christ. I, I'm sure that if they change, you know, his the way that things ended for him in that episode, it would be he would to his point of view, he would have good reason for doing it. Um, but, yeah, I really liked it. I'm excited to see, you know, it, it's I'm excited to see more of uh, Wanda. I'm excited to see you know, what they, how they play with the multiverse in this movie. Uh, especially after just seeing like the kind of hints that we got from no way home. But yeah, man, I, I, I think uh, just com- compared to the first Dr. Strange, I think this movie is going to make so much fucking money. Yeah. Uh, like I, I know that movie it. was successful, but at the time nobody was really like, Oh yeah, Dr. Strange. But then like he was really like, 
people really liked him, especially in that one scene in Infinity War. Uh, and then in, in game, he had to come back, and everybody was, I think people were super into him then, although he didn't have like a big moment like he did in Infinity War. Um, and then in this movie, which is super successful, obviously people were super into it. There's been a lot of nice buildup for Doctor Strange without him being in his own central movie for a while. Yep. That I think that people have become big enough fans now that it's just, it's going to, especially after, you know, the hints of we'll see what what former you know marvel movies that weren't in the mcu are we going to acknowledge in this because you know they're going to if not yeah. the spider-man movies then others uh and spider-man alone, was, I think people are going to come spider-man was limited because it has to be a spider-man movie you can't get too crazy otherwise and, you're just distracting from spider-man and it's sony yeah right yeah but um multiverse of madness you basically have fucking free reign to do whatever you want so who knows what could happen especially now that marvel owns the rights to all of these things uh it's true well what's curious to me too is we didn't see loki in the trailer we did not oh yeah we didn't which i Uh, and i hope that he's a part of the movie uh i think that's another yeah another like andrew garfield toby mcguire thing of like is he in the movie oh no no people keep making the pretty sure they announced that he's in it have they announced? I don't yeah. know that they have. I don't know that they announced it. I know it's it's been one of those big prominent rumors where everybody assumed that Multiverse of Madness was going to be Doctor Strange and uh, Scarlet Witch and Loki like roaming the, the multiverse. But it kind of seems like Loki's not actually the third person. The third person's actually um, America Chavez, who is apparently a multiverse-type character. I don't know very yeah. much about her. but Who? I don't either. America Chavez. Oh, I assumed she was like a Captain America type figure, but I guess that's not the case. So, hold on. Maybe. Is America Chavez uh, a character's name? Isn't that yes. an actress's name? Oh I no, think that's no. Oh, okay. You're I, America I, Ferrera, I think. Oh, I am thinking of America. You racist. <laughs> um. All right. So, just a clarification. Um, Feige said that Loki will tie into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I assume they were talking at the time about the TV show. I don't know if what they're talking about is exactly like, you know, what transpired with the multiverse war beginning in Loki. Maybe, so maybe Loki is not going to be in in Doctor Strange 2. But that, as of September 11th, this this is what it, it, it was saying, was that he just said it was going to tie in, not specifically that Loki will be in. I wouldn't be upset if he weren't in it, especially yeah. knowing that he's going to get a season two of Loki anyway, that we're going to yeah. get in the next couple of years, which itself was like such a great show and did set up the multiverse theory and all that stuff and sort of some of the rules I mean, really, I do, really nicely. I, I, I won't be upset if he's, I guess if he's not in it, but I would really like it for a couple of reasons. You know, I really like the character, but also I want there to be more build up for, you know, even if it's just one scene, I'm sure that we'll have it for that, for the chance for him and Thor to reunite. Like, I think that there is, there's something about that, that moment when it cause I'm sure it'll happen uh, where Loki and Thor are together again even for just a scene uh, after being apart for so long. Uh, 
I think that the show did a good job of like oh. building that up a little bit. Well, and it'll be that would be an interesting relationship to explore too, right? Because it's not the same Loki. It's it's not the Loki that he knew that did die, but it's a version of him that took a completely different path at the end of Avengers. And so it's like, what is that relationship like? Is it more friendly? Is it more? Is it more of a team? Even though they teamed up sometimes across the Thor movies. It wasn't as, you know, they still had their own goals that they were both going to that were separate, but now they might have more of a shared goal in terms of preventing the multiverse from falling apart. Um, here's a throw. The, the, here's from the trailer. Uh, there is a shot. Um, it's in a, during a brief montage, but there's a shot of Wanda doing a spell. And in the background behind her, there briefly is the yellow orangey glow in the shape of a door that looks like the the doors that they used in Loki. The TVA, oh, the TVA. doors. The TVA doors. So some people think that that the the trailer sort of confirms that Loki's going to be in there. Um, but yeah, so that's all. Yeah, so. I, I, you know, look, I, I fucking love the Loki show. Uh, I like Tom Hiddleston. So if they want to put him in any, everything, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Well, he's also said that he's down to play Loki forever. Yeah. Uh, he's like super, he's super in love with the character and I love that enthusiasm. And because of, and because he has it, I, that's why I also wouldn't be surprised. Like it's different with, you're talking about like, you know, wonder if Robert Downey Jr. will show up as Iron Man. Like, no, like he won't because Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do it anymore. But I will tell, you know, the fact that Tom Hiddleston loves the character so much and has said that he's down to play it forever. Like, yeah, of course, I won't be shocked to see him anywhere if it makes sense for the character to show up. Which it does because it's Loki. And it's like Loki and even in the Marvel comics is like he could pop up anywhere and be anybody's problem. Yeah. Which would be a cool way to use him going forward, even though he's not necessarily that villainous in this current iteration. He could still pop up here and there doing things. Indeed. I um, feel like they're going to build up like him finally finding Thor again, and they'll be together, and then that's when Thor is going to die. I believe that. I don't, think Chris, I don't think Chris Hemsworth is in this. for, for the Well, could, could that be who Valkyrie... Is escorting to Valhalla in Thor three. Is Chris Hemsworth, and is that why then Natalie Portman takes up the the hammer? I don't know because I don't really Thor. see Natalie Portman as taking over for like the next four movies either, right? No, I I just mean in this movie, like she gets the hammer, like it, it, something happens. Our Thor is killed. Valkyrie knows he's about to die. He's going to have to escort him. And then Natalie Portman, you know, picks up the hammer and then thus becomes she's, Thor. And she's the Thor for way. the next crossover or whatever. Or I think she's just maybe Thor for this movie. You know I, I mean? At the very least, but I wouldn't be surprised if she comes on. For I would be because yeah. I would be I surprised if she didn't appear in at least one more, one or two more projects after Thor four after this, yeah. um, well, let's move on to the Eternals. 
what did you guys think of Eternals? I, I really liked it. Yeah, man, I, 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 I think that I get some of the complaints that people have about it. I didn't really feel that way. In fact, you know, some people have said that you know they wish that it was a like a series on Disney instead, so that you would have had more time with the characters because there's so many of them, and you know, kind of spread out their past and because they've been alive for so long. And I, I get that, and I think that would have been cool. But I think they do an excellent job with the amount of characters they're working with and the amount of time that they had. I think I agree with that. I think I would not like to see it as a series because a series would have dragged it out and they would have had to fill more time with, you know, the various characters doing their living out their various lives. And it's like, that's kind of interesting to a point, but in terms of me just wanting to know how this is going to affect the larger Marvel universe, which is basically the reason to watch the movie. Um, from a fan standpoint, I think it was the right amount of time. I didn't need to know too much about these individual characters, especially since they all turned out to be, you know, robots, essentially really complex, intricate robots. Um, it's kind of like, why, why do I really need to spend an extra 20 minutes with Fastos learning about his life? I, I don't think I do. I think I learned everything I need to know about him in terms of what he can do and how he could affect things going forward. Same thing for the rest of the characters. The one thing that did, I rewatched it cause I watched it in theaters when it was released and I rewatched it this past week when it got put on Disney plus. And the one thing that did annoy me was kind of the outside elements that were brought in that weren't necessarily tied to Eternals, which is primarily Jon Snow playing, uh, the character who will apparently become Black Knight, who was a lesser-known Avenger, I guess. That just was such a weird, awkward fit to me that it felt tacked on, and I could tell it was tacked on to set up something in the future. And the same thing with like the the post-credit stuff with like uh, Pip the Troll and Harry Styles playing Eros, brother of Thanos. It's like none of that felt like it fit with the Eternals and everything that the movie had gone for. And so to me, it was like a, a huge distraction and sort of like took away from what the movie could have been standing on its own, which is big and complex. And somebody used the word unwieldy and I completely agree that it feels very unwieldy, but at the same time, that's kind of what makes it feel different from every other Marvel movie we've watched to this point. And that's a nice thing to have. It's something that feels different, completely different. Um, I, well, I liked it. I thought the, I, the intro was a little bit too, um, I guess like the way they introduced the characters felt a little like ham fisted, like, Oh, isn't it beautiful? Yes, it is. I'm Icarus. I'm Cersei. It's just <laughs> like, it was a lot of this, like, you know, like the, the way that the, the introduction to the character, I I felt felt was just like a little bit too much, but like once I got past that, like really into it, uh, I l- actually liked the Jon Snow uh, as I will refuse to call him anything other than Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, we, me and Les called him that like throughout the movie, and he's Jon Snow. He, I apologize. He's never I know his name. Like I, he's yeah. Kit Harrington. But I, like... yeah, I apologize, Kit Harrington, but I'm forever for for the rest of my life. You're Jon Snow. Um, I so I like. 
him and Cersei's storyline, I did not at all like or believe that Cersei and Icarus were in love in any way. Um, I mean, if you take out the sex scene, uh, to me, this was more about the love of the family and his betrayal of his family than it had, like, I never felt any connection, even when they were doing the love stuff between those two. I never felt that at all. It did not resonate with me at all. I wished if I could have done one thing, I would have took that completely out of it and just left this as these people are a family and he has betrayed that family and then realizes his error and that he can't live with it. Um, so I didn't, I don't know enough about who the Black Knight is, but I didn't, I really didn't mind like, you know, that, that inclusion of that character. I get what you're saying, uh, Rage, about how you, you could, you know, I, could, I understand why you would feel like it was tacked on um, to introduce something else. Personally, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I don't know enough about the Black Knight character. Uh, and so to me, like that, I didn't, you know, to me, that wasn't anything until it became something in the, like, the end of the movie. Well, that's kind of the thing, Flash right? It's like, stinger. we were, re- they, they were reporting that he was going to be playing this character, like, oh, prior to the movie, unfortunately. And so when you go into it, you know that this character is going to be something else. And yeah. so they they are sort of starting to foreshadow it here and there uh, mm. with his scenes, and it's like where they're talking about like his uncle and like talking to his uncle and in dark secrets and blah blah blah. And it's like that sort of thing was really ham fisted to me because oh, I gosh. knew that he was going to be playing this character that would see, have I, some future role. See, thankfully, I, 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 I didn't. Hear any I of that. Didn't, you didn't hear any of that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear any like. Rumors about him. Oh, prior oh I to thought the... you meant you didn't. Sorry, I thought you meant you didn't hear anything oh. that Ray <laughs> said. No, sorry. Uh, I did hear that stuff uh, vaguely, but it was like kind of. Oh yeah, this character is a character in the comics, but thankfully this was one of those examples of uh, me not being familiar with the character. I was like, I heard that he was a character in the comics. I didn't know which one really. I'd forgotten. You know, even if I did remember, I don't really know that character. I don't really know the Eternals. So that was that was yeah. part of why I think I really enjoyed this movie is that I I didn't really know for sure what was going to go, what was going to happen. I, I genuinely felt, for one, I felt like all of these characters, you know, were in some way in danger, especially with uh, it cuts to Selma Hayek already being dead. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. so none of them are safe. And I don't know them as characters so i it's not like you're watching you know guardians of the galaxy or something where i'm like i don't suspect any of these characters are gonna die by the end of this movie uh not permanently anyway uh so that was nice but uh, since i wasn't familiar with with uh black knight i just knew that he was some kind of character in the comics i was like i don't know how this is gonna come together but i'm sure it's gonna be and i like that actor i like Jon snow uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm happy. Apparently, you know, he went through like some serious, like I guess, depression and anxiety issues with Game of Thrones ending, which makes sense because I mean, the, 
huge part of your life for years and then it's in, you know comes to an end so i'm glad yeah. that he seems to have this you know looks like he has this future with uh, marvel uh and i liked the i liked the character the little bit that we got i thought that he was funny and charming uh much more so than Icarus through the entire movie. Like with him, yeah. I got it. I was like, oh no, I could totally see why you would date this guy. With Icarus, I was like, well, fuck, is it just because he's the only guy there that is <laughs> you were attracted to or something? Dude, like, he, what is it? <laughs> when he's when he told her at the end, I'm just disappointed you're not a wizard. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I loved that in the beginning <laughs> when he was like. Are you a wizard? Just things have happened. Like, and I, because I love how in the Marvel universe at this point, it's just, I mean, you can tell me if there's something, because, like, we know there's some weird shit in this world now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's one great. of the big three. Um, um, uh, now, now to your point well, about the Well, technically, she's second... not a wizard. She's the other two, right? She's an android and an alien. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she is the other two. She's all of them. Oh, man. Uh, uh I want to go to your your stinger though. I didn't. I I I knew like when they announced Harry Styles, they're like, "Oh, Harry Styles is joining the MCU." I was like, "Oh, this is weird. Where's all this news coming from?" Like, you know, it's it's the day Eternals hits hits theaters, yep. and I'm like, "Where's this news coming from? That's crazy." And then so to see him in the in the movie, I was like, "Oh, okay, now I get it." Um, but for me, it opens up a lot of questions for is Thanos, uh, an eternal. If he is, why does he bleed purple blood? Uh, do the other guys bleed blood and we just don't realize it? You know what I mean? Um, and so he's still a robot. Is he still a robot? Is there, if he is a robot, are there versions of Thanos still where, uh, Asherah, Arisham, Arisham, red, uh, red guy Arisham. is Arisham. I think it's Arisham. Big um, man. Are, does he have a? Does he have more Thanoses? You know, in, on stock that just haven't been painted. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. <laughs> well, have we. I don't know if the movie, specifically that scene. I don't know if it established that. Harry Styles was an Eternal, did it? Yeah, it yeah. says he's an it Eternal. Say he, and he I'm says, also and, an Eternal. Yeah, and it says he's yeah. the um, brother of Thanos. Well, they say, and, I remember them saying... And in the comics, that's, that's also of... the case. And in fact, I think in the comics, Thanos is acknowledged as like a, a deviant uh, yeah. slash Eternal. Yeah. Uh, which makes more... I, that's one thing I will... I, I will criticize the movie before i think they did a piss poor job of explaining like why did you not get involved when thanos was fucking destroying everything you know which granted they didn't know but well that's uh, another reason right know, it's like if is if he's an eternal and they knew he was an eternal then they should have been free to in interfere with ex with the exception of ajax i don't think the others clearly didn't know they were you know what they were or well, I that... think Ajax and what's his face, uh, well, I I think... Icarus, seemed to know. I think Icarus knew what Ajax told him, what their mission was. But to me, Ajax seemingly knew. And there's some. I had some problems with their explanation for what they do, because on one hand they say every billion years a celestial is born. And, you know, the Eternals help 
do bring them in, but Ajax clearly says she's been doing this for millions of years. So if you're doing it for how many people have you helped, how many celestials have you helped be born over the millions of years if they're only born every billion of years? You know what I mean? It's interesting. I didn't catch that. Yeah, and and so like so that was that was a weird I you know like I'm, I have well, some trouble. Maybe with it's that. not. Maybe it's not that she because theoretically they plant these seeds on all of these different planets and maybe not all of them develop as quickly as Earth seemed to have developed. Yeah. And that's kind of their job. So maybe she's gone from planet to planet, like sort of helping the populations grow and maybe a population just didn't fucking grow. And so they just moved on to the next planet. Yeah. Also, I I guess it's also important to keep in mind that as old and powerful as the celestials are, uh, the movie seems to make it fairly clear without outright saying it, uh, that they are not all knowing by any stretch, uh, because I, because I was thinking the same thing because Liz was asking me about like, if the whole point is to build the population of an intelligent species to create a celestial, why would they not try and stop Thanos? Like why would, uh, you know, the celestials, right. for example, tell them to stop. And I think it's because they didn't know. Uh, if they knew, yeah, of course they would try and stop him. But, you know, they for the same reason that, you know, it wasn't until the end of the movie that he kidnapped them or took them or whatever the hell he did with them. Uh, you know, if he knew that they were trying to stop the birth of uh, Tiamat, then of course he would have tried to stop them. But he didn't know because he's not as, you know, they, they don't see everything. They don't know everything. Yeah. They're just really fucking old. Uh, and I like that. I appreciate seeing the, the flaws in these supposed gods because otherwise it would be a lot harder to argue with, uh, you know, characters like Icarus who like, you know, was like, yeah, of course, you know, but he's doing what, what basically God is telling him to do, you know? But the reality is he's telling him what this like basically mad scientist is telling him. Like it's not, it's just really old. It's like you wouldn't take, you know, I think orders from, you know, an old Xerox machine just because it happened to live for, you know, a couple of millennia. Like, no, like, fuck that thing. Uh, I don't know. What's the Xerox machine telling me? Is it, is it to, giving to let me, the entire population die so that but is a it new giving Xerox me insights? Can be born? Is it giving me insights that I've never known? Is it also giving me superpowers like laser eyes and flight? Because I'd maybe do whatever that Xerox machine said. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. By the way, for did you guys flight. suspect him from the beginning? Because I was like, there's got to be like an antagonist to this movie, I assume. I so was worried. I was watching, I was like, who? Because they were, I think they were being a little too. Two on the nose with mind control guy whose name escapes me because I think they were trying to set it up to make it look like oh suspect him because he's yeah, fucking yeah. creepy looking no. and he has this incredible power. I never he's also sus- played by an actor who typically plays villains, so that didn't yeah, help either. Which oh. told me okay, it's obviously not him. But from the beginning, I was somewhat suspicious of Icarus because I was like, oh, no, man, you're like Superman. This has not been a good time for Superman characters the last few years. They're always (laughs) evil. So (laughs) I'll tell you this. Never did I once suspect Icarus. I 100% suspected Ajax because he had her healing powers. I was like, how did he get them? He must have given them to her. And then when she showed up dead, I was like, oh, well, I guess that's how she got the power. He got the power. Yeah. I suspected him. I didn't necessarily suspect that he was involved with her death until they start, showed the the, uh, the flashback. And I was like, 
uh, he killed her, didn't he? And then sure enough, he he didn't necessarily do it, but he let it happen. Um, yeah, he pushed her, so yeah. he definitely definitely had a hand in that. Um, he didn't have to save her. Who was, who was your favorite? <laughs> would you say do you have a favorite Eternal? Uh oh, oh my god. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, uh, Camille Nanjiani. Just uh, <laughs> every every scene with him. Kingo. Killing it. Kingo, yeah, Kingo, man. Kingo. Even at Dude. the end when he was like, still like, look, I don't want to get involved in this. And I thought maybe he'd show up and he didn't. And I he liked didn't. that from a character perspective because I was like, okay, like that's that gives him room for, for growth. And I like that for whatever they do with this character later. Because uh, he didn't hate them. He didn't work against them. He just didn't help. And Yep. I still didn't hate the guy. I was like, I want to see what happens with him now. Dude, him explaining how he was part of the greatest acting dynasty in Bollywood history was my absolute, I think, one of my absolute favorite things. I liked his, uh, his like, even like little lines when he was like, Thor, when he was a kid, followed me around all the time. <laughs> now he's an Avenger. I can't get a call returned. <laughs> like, was... You know what? Here's what made me laugh. That line made me laugh in the movie for being a funny line. It further made me laugh on my rewatch uh, when I thought about the Civil War short that no longer makes sense where Hulk and Thor, and Thor's talking about how he didn't get invited uh, to uh, the Civil War. And they were like, did you call? Did you check your email? He goes, no, I don't know. You know, he doesn't have any, like he doesn't have a phone or an email to call. Like he's not ignoring <laughs> your calls. He doesn't have a cell phone. Doesn't he? Have, he has a lines in one of his recent movies about email that's really fucking funny, and it's sort of, it's like the quiet joke that Thor is very proud of learning, uh, learning technology. I forget what I think it was in Ragnarok. He's like, oh, there's this thing called email. He goes, "Do you have email?" No. Right. But yeah, Camille Nanjiani just not only was just really funny, but I just think he had the most more. One of the more interesting, complex characters, and also, yeah. yeah, he just did a really good job. Even in like little moments, like when they told him that Ajax was dead, you know, he was like having a good time, having fun, and just the look on his face, I was like, oh, what? he's like a stand-up comic originally. Uh, so like the acting chops on that, and just in that little moment, was really nice. I was like, wow, man, like, all right, I like this guy. I want to see, I want to see more of him. Well, I, and I like from his character how. Like how you said, how he, he said he didn't want to fight. I also like how he he told Icarus that he was with him and would be with him until the end. And then when he, you know, was given the information that he killed Ajax, that he was just like, you know, like, I don't agree with what they're doing, but I can't support him either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I liked really that. Like That's that. really, that. that is a very interesting spot for a character. It makes me curious yeah. to see what they do with him later. I certainly hope we see more. Of, I, I do like these characters enough to see more of them. Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I can, I've even, cause I like Kumail. I don't, I don't know if he's my favorite. Um, I think it's a toss up between Gilgamesh and Makari. Um, I just, I like both. I like how bored Makari was. And like when they all showed up, Oh, is it time to go home now? And like, she's yeah. just been like, Oh, she was great. Like, yeah. And I love that, you know, they have a deaf actress playing her and she's doing sign the whole time. And I loved the relationship that wasn't something that was in the 
on the page, but something that developed between the actors, between Druig and Makari. Um, I really liked their interaction. I liked uh, watching her beat the shit out of Icarus because I always that, like I've always that been of the mind. Fight was fantastic. That was great. I've always been of the mind that if it came down between Superman and Flash, Flash is gonna beat the fuck out of Superman. Like I, no, I, I, I feel like yes, he absolutely would. <laughs> no. People, people really underestimate just how fucking fast the Flash is. Like the the man can literally go through time and the multiverse just by running. He Superman flew backwards and did time too, my guy. So, hmm. but he couldn't do it. Th- he had to like <laughs> do it with the planet. He couldn't just make it happen. He spun uh, the Earth backwards, bro. Yeah, man. I'll see the Flash doing that. <laughs> man, there's a great uh, moment in one of the comics when uh, Barry Allen came back to life, and they were trying to help him, but he didn't want any help from the Justice League because he was trying to deal with this problem that he was having on his own. And he's running as fast as he can to get away from everybody. And Superman catches up and is like, Barry, look, I'm gonna, we're gonna help you. Like, we can't just let you go. Uh, and he's like, you, we think we've had a lot of races. I've always, you know, I've always won. I've even won a couple of them. So don't think you can just outrun me. And he just looks at him and goes, Clark, those are for charity. And then boom, just disappears into the distance. And Superman's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I always liked that. So that kind of thing. Cause fuck Superman. <laughs> How dare you? Superman's the best. I like Superman. I like Superman, but I like it when Superman has limits compared to some characters in certain areas. I think that part of what makes Superman an interesting character is that when he deals with, you know, while he might be better than, you know, other characters by far in other ways, for example, he Superman is very smart. I think that that gets ignored a lot, especially in the movies, and I really wish that's part of the reason that always kind of bums me out watching Superman movies. Because the dude's like a genius. Like He's not just super in body, he's super in mind. Uh, but I like the fact that Lex Luthor is just a little bit smarter than him. Even if he doesn't win necessarily, like Lex Luthor is still like, like a genius. Um, and I like this with The Flash, where like Superman's faster than almost anybody, but not The Flash. Uh or like Batman, although that one's a little bit harder to describe as to how Batman is better than Superman in some ways, while Superman is better than Batman in other ways. That's a, that, that's always been a very interesting. Game. This is a very different conversation than the Eternals. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the Eternals. Uh, I uh, um, I so right before I we we got on to do the the episode, I rewatched the first of the stingers from Shang Chi. Cause I had, I wanted to get, I wanted to hear the actual dialogue. Uh, so I had in, I, I could say what I want to say now watching the end of Eternals and, uh, f- uh, f- what is it? Fo, fo, photo. F- what is his name? Fo, the dude who did all the tech stuff. What's his name? Fastos. Fastos. Yeah. Watching him, his rings at the end, when or the bracelets, when he made the bracelets, made me think, could Shang-Chi's bracelets be celestial in nature? And so when I rewatched the end of it, there's no reference to them not being celestial they basically said it's not of this earth. It's not 
alien that that Captain Marvel has seen. Um, but I don't know if they would know what celestial stuff is. Uh, so I, I think I, that it's it's definitely related. It's too it's too big of a coincidence the way that they look. Uh, the fact that they also make the the person who holds them uh, immortal, like the Eternals and the Celestials seem to be, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not a coincidence. Uh, I I don't know that the Eternals made them. Uh, no, but I don't there's mean made them. I mean, a connection yeah, there. just tied to tied to the Celestials in some. It kind of goes back to you know earlier when I was talking about like how excited I am to see what exactly Phase Four of the MCU is leading up to because there are all these strange little connections like that they're like how are they going to make this come together uh it's a lot harder to figure out you know it's a lot easier when you're watching you know phase one and you're like oh uh so we're just gonna get all the heroes together to fight some some bad guy which is great like i, I loved that but now there's like a little bit more you know, it's a little more complex than that we're like how are we gonna bring all this together <laughs> there are multiple there are bad these guys. connections there are multiple very large-scale bad guys, too, out there floating around, right? you hey. got Celestials who want to destroy the world so that more Celestials can be born. You've got Kang and his many forms that could be coming for our oh, particular oh, they're, universe. They're coming. You got fucking this fucking hell beast from another dimension in Shang-Chi, which is like, what the fuck is that thing? And why is it here? I guess Dormammu is technically still in play from Dr. Strange one, even though he hasn't really been seen since or hinted at. There's a lot of, a lot of different directions they could go. Plus you've got, you know, the potential to bring in fantastic four and all their villains and X-Men and all their villains. So the options are endless. I don't think we should expect phase four to tie up all of them, but I would, would be surprised if they didn't try to tie up at least one of them. Um, I will say the, the, the thing that this movie did, uh, uh, the most was excite me for Galactus. Yes. I, I mean, a complete slap in the face to, uh, to the, um, to the cloud uh, in the Fantastic Four and the people who said you couldn't make a giant purple dude work. When that guy, when that red guy shows up, oh my God, I just remembered. Uh, when the red guy shows up at the end of, uh, in, of, uh, in Eternals, the sky, in the sky, I, all, like, all I could think of was like, oh man, when that's Galactus, it's going to be fucking amazing. But I totally, got yanked out of the movie rewatching it today because I, there's a show uh, on UK television. I don't know what it's on called the Taskmaster. It is a show that stars uh, Greg Davies. who's a comedian and he uh, he has the whole season is a group of five usually comedians, sometimes just like a, a famous person. Um, and they, the whole season is these five comedians being given different tasks each week and how they complete the task gives them points. And then somebody wins for the day, uh, for the episode. And then they tally those out for the whole season. And then somebody wins the overall seasonal prize. Um, 
And so it's all about how can they give these tasks to these comedians and uh, it's how do they respond to the tasks. And that hill is used in one of those tasks. And I was watching them walking along. They show that scene. She gets took out and they come back. And the angle that they came back in, I was just like, oh my God, that's the Taskmaster Hill. I fucking lost it. I had to text Recon immediately. I was like, dude, this. And he was like, oh my fucking God, you're right. And then I posted to do nothing in the Discord thread, but uh, uh, I haven't checked to see if he's responded yet. Uh, But I absolutely could not believe that I was yanked out of the movie because of some stupid British TV comedy TV show I watch. I can see that happening, Recognizing though, the watching location. it, you know, again while you're at home, too. But I got to know, uh, it must have been great watching this in the theater because it is a very cinematic-looking movie. Like, there are shots that I'm like, I bet this looked amazing on the big screen. Um, yeah, I, for, I mean, for me, it was fine. I think Spider-Man was a much... Uh, I would have been... I would have been okay watching Eternals at home today. Uh, I would be disappointed having not seen Spider-Man in the theaters. I agree um, with that. Well, I I saw Eternals in theaters, and I did too. The yeah. the emergency alarm went off right before oh the final act, so I didn't get to see the big giant scale parts in the actual theater, oh. which fucking sucks, but. I do have a large, I have a projector at home. So like I still get the sense of the scale and stuff. So, um, uh, I, I think the experience of watching Spider-Man for the first time with an almost full audience oh, was yeah. just like a reminder of why I like going to the movies in the first place. The and, tears. Yeah. Just feeling the collective like catharsis of that movie was just something I would, I would take over fucking, it was like end game all over again, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, it is a very pretty movie, Billy. I'll give you that. Um, and it I know you normally don't, good don't in the really care about that kind of stuff. Like not, well, when you uh, said five feet away from a 92 inch television, you know, you're not, I have my own IMAX experience. That's not the same though. I it is. You know, it's a hundred percent the same. We'll ask Charlie if it's the same. We'll see what he says. <laughs> you can't ask that biased ass motherfucker. That biased. <laughs> the best part is he'll never listen to this. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, so here's the other thing. Uh, uh, I just read today. Um, now that this is officially out, Spider-Man and this take place roughly at the same time. This might be slightly before Spider-Man. And both of these take place before Hawkeye. So by the time we watch Hawkeye, he no longer remembers Peter Parker. That makes sense. Yeah. And so and uh, the, uh, the, ta- the reasons why uh, they know that these take place at roughly the same time is because when... They um, first visit, um, what is it, Fatos? What is his name? I don't want to call him Fatos. Fastos. Fastos. God damn it. These names are the, the hardest. Like, it, it wasn't until Angelina, the second time, snapped at that little boy and told him, don't say the A at the beginning, that I realized it was Thena, not Athena. 
I knew because I had subtitles on, so I was like, okay. Oh, no clue until the second watch, and she snapped at that little boy. Yeah, the easiest oh, one to remember man. was Sprite. I was like, Dude. oh, Sprite, okay. Dude, Sprite <laughs> and Cersei, and only Cersei because she's with Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Yeah. Uh, by sense. the way, did you expect, I thought for sure that they were doing the typical, like, oh, Sprite's acting like, you know, she wants to be, you know, to, to help him because she loves him, but really she's going to stick with her friends. But no, she fucking stabbed her friend. Stabbed her in the back. <laughs> like, yep. It was cold-blooded. It was. I was like, oh, fuck her. <laughs> And they were like, you don't know what it's like not to grow. I was like, I don't feel bad for you anymore. No, you you tried to kill everybody on the planet because yeah. you got your feelings hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what happens when you're the teenage kid, years are tough. A kid for all eternity, you know. Yeah, teenage and I liked. Tough. I was wondering what they were gonna do about that because I was like, if they because yeah, I, I think it's always pretty clear with Marvel movies of like, well, they want these characters to come back potentially. Like, well, how are you going to do that with a character as a kid who's not supposed to age? Yeah, they, no, they definitely well. had to make her a, 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 a human. I um, assumed something was going to happen at the end where, like, they all started aging. Uh, you know, because they broke off from us or whatever. Like, I thought maybe something like that was going to happen. Nah, it, you, they, it only matters for a child. Because once they become adult, they can just do the disney him and make them look young again. <laughs> Yep. Um, no, but I was, what I was going to say is when they <laughs> when they go see Fastos in the background uh, when they're in the front yard and he's like you're Superman, uh, you can see a pumpkin on their porch, and then we know in Spider Man they tell Zendaya to uh, take the decoration the Halloween decorations down, and that's when he pulls the Doctor Strange reference. So we know that we're in that Halloween, October, November timeline for both of these movies. And then obviously Hawkeye's in, in uh, Christmas. Well, that, make, that makes it kind of weird that there was a giant fucking celestial in the sky and no one seems to be worried about it or mention it. I mean, at that point, come on. Like, what can happen... If... <laughs> Half the population disappeared for five years and then came back. I think at this True. point it's like, it's just Tuesday. <laughs> like, well, that seems like a, it's going to be a problem at some point. I guess I'll just continue getting my groceries. Yeah. No problem. Um. Yeah. So, well, we know we know it's on the news because they show the news tag of it. They do, um, which, by the way, that's totally going to be like a tourist attraction now, right? Like, people are like, let's go see the giant hand and head sticking out. Right, right. <laughs> oh. I would 100% go see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously why they wouldn't mention it during Spider-Man is probably because, uh, depend, you know, like, depending on when it actually happens, like, you know, Spider-Man's New York's in the, they're like, New York's dealing with a whole nother threat again. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, and New York like, is very much not fucking worried about what yeah. other people it, are if doing. If it happened around Halloween, and then the, he goes to Doctor Strange, and it's like it's maybe a week or two later. I, you see how people are with like the news, like unless yeah. unless there's like we're, it's not like we're sitting there while we're watching. Uh, and what's the news? That a thing, something happened, and then it stopped happening, and. Now there's this thing here, like you know what I mean. Like it's inert. Yep. Like there's nothing active. You know what I mean. So like, 
Yeah, and it's it's not like where you know there's a scene where oh hey Peter's about to watch the six o'clock news for the next hour and we got to watch it with him so that we know it's good. you know I think it's it's plausible that you know there's things that happen and don't happen the things that happen that you don't have to mention because you're just not gonna get all of that covered over the course of a movie or even over the course well, and, of and a, like and how do you bring show? that up naturally without it's seeing ham fisted. And plus they've done that kind of stuff before where like they've briefly mentioned, you know, like you could have watched the Netflix shows without ever really mentioning the fact that, you know, the first Avengers movie happened that aliens invaded, but there are like moments where they're like, Oh yeah. When the incident happened a few years ago and that's it. Like that's really all the whole fact that he got that his, his law office because the rent, uh, the rent was down because of the attack in New York. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Daredevil. And um, by the way, how great was that Daredevil Dude. scene? I, I'm so mad that that was spoiled for me. Like I knew that 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 that, that would have that the because I, I saw the leak about that. Because I would have loved to like go in blind and have that have that moment with everybody. Like oh shit. Dude. I mean, I knew I was excited. I mean, they knew we knew he was in the movie, so. Uh, I yeah. was excited to see him, but when that brick came through and he snatched it, and he was just like, "I'm a really good lawyer." God <laughs> damn it, that made me yeah. laugh so much. That was a great scene. I'm so great excited. Scene. Kingpin coming back in Hawkeye. It's like Echo and a Daredevil villain in Hawkeye. It's like man, but actual to... actual Kingpin who yeah. can take a fucking arrow to the chest, no problem, dude. I don't so really need. That's one of those things I don't need explained. Like. I'm fine. I'm down. Like we got Kingpin in the universe. I don't need to know if he's a fucking super soldier. Yeah. I don't need to know if he's done self experiments or self fucking like cyborg enhancements or any of that shit. Just make him a really big fucking strong dude. We've got a bunch of weird shit in this universe now. Like I'm, I'm especially okay. for for that show because Hawkeye was such a good time that by the time you got to that last episode and that stuff was happening, I was like, look, I'm on board for whatever you guys want to do right now. <laughs> like yeah. let's just go. I absolutely loved Hawkeye. I know a lot of people are like, it's like, oh, it's this or that. I'm like, dude, that was such a fun time. Um, I just loved, I just loved Hawkeye. I love, I cannot wait. I want nothing more than a team up movie between Florence Pugh and Haley Stainfield. I think those two were so. Oh good man, they were great. So Apparently, good. they they, they ad libbed like pretty much all of their stuff too. They were like, "Yeah, just just talk," and they they just had this chemistry, man. I loved it. I want to see more. Yeah, of that. So good. They made the show. It's really good to see that as they're passing along these mantles, like they're keeping some of the relationships yeah. that are getting to be their own thing now, and that's like. Given how key that relationship was in Phase One through Three, like it's really cool to see that get rebuilt for Phase Four yeah. and on onward. And I with th- such and, good actors too. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think Florence Pugh did such a good job in Black Widow being the little sister that when she showed up and was now in the big sister role, and when Kate went to do the elevator and she slapped her hand away. Like, cause she just knew this is totally something I would do if I was with Natasha, mm. you know what I mean? And it yep. just, it, to see her go from little sister to big sister. Um, God, it just warmed my heart to like when she shows up and she's got the, the, 
the the Statue of Liberty sunglasses on, letting you know that she did go to the Statue of Liberty. Like just the little details like that. Absolutely, I loved. I love so uh, much about that. She's yeah, she's just so like charming and funny. Yeah, uh, and I and I liked Black Widow. Like I, I you know I, I definitely enjoyed Scarlett Johansson, but you know there's just something about Florence Pugh. Who's just she's just. She's just so funny, and I, I really like the character. But also, like, for some reason, I really buy her emotional struggles, too, I guess, because yeah. they're a little bit more subtle. They're not, you know, it's it's in between the, the, the charm and the funny where, like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. You were, like, tortured and turned into a machine, into, like, a killing machine. Uh, I forgot because you're just so funny. She does a she her acting style is really interesting. She does a lot of little things that are just really interesting and add to her character. It, it reminds me a lot of like Benicio del Toro, who does like all these little mannerisms and things that really add to his characters. I think she does the exact same thing. Yeah, which makes it great. Um, I don't know what else I was gonna say. Anything? Uh, anything else? Uh, Marvel related. That you guys can think of that we haven't discussed really? Um, Not that's been. I think they just released schedules for the next shows, right? Somebody said. I I saw something briefly. Somebody said that Miss Marvel isn't coming out till later this year, which surprised me because I felt like that was coming up really soon. Yeah, I think they. Well, I think they're changing. They changed some stuff. Like they had some reshoots to, to fit with something else that they were doing. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe maybe to make it work with another. Movie oh, here well, here's maybe, something maybe I didn't make realize. It work, make it work with the next Captain Marvel movie, maybe. Um, here's something I didn't realize. Um. Uh. Doctor Strange Two was originally supposed to come out before Spider-Man and they had to do pretty massive rewrites to work in the storyline. Yeah. Well, Eternals was supposed to come out before anything else was supposed to come out, including all the shows. So like the schedule is completely different than it used to be. I think Loki was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Yeah. Or maybe it was Falcon, Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon the uh, Winter Soldier yeah, supposed Falcon to be Winter first. Soldier first. And then I think WandaVision and then I think Loki. Um, Fucking COVID, man. Yeah, it's made a lot of things have to change. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I realize I don't actually know what the schedule is for. Like, what all yeah, is? I was trying to look because I saw something that said like there was a tease that like we might know um, when. Uh, who's the guy I hate that's playing the Marvel guy? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was oh, do you hate that guy Oscar or do you Isaac. Hate... no i hate <laughs> yeah. i hate i hate uh the character i actually i i hated him the character of moon knight or the character that he played poe dameron i hated in star I, wars <laughs> no i realize now that it, it it's now the character because for a while like like i used to not like sarah michelle geller because of cruel intentions and it wasn't until I got into Buffy that I'm like, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is a nice person. I just hated this character so vehemently that it transferred onto this woman 
who is just an actress. Um, so up until Dune, which I weirdly didn't like for the most part, uh, I hated Oscar Isaac, and that's why I was glad he got killed in Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse. The only reason I watched that movie was to watch him die. Uh, uh, I wanted to watch Ex Machina, and then I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac's in this? Nope. Pass. Uh, oh. Um, oh, but he's like a he's a he's like the bad guy in that too. He's a does he die? Guy, so. Then maybe yeah. y'all should watch it. Uh, you want me to tell you? Because no, he, okay. I'm, well, no, I'm gonna tell you. He does die. So yeah, yeah. no, I know he does. It's pretty uh, fucking brutal too. That whole movie maybe, is really. Maybe brutal. I will watch it. It is a brutal movie. Um, who's Not the girl the that's in it? Because isn't it somebody who's like super big now? Too? It's, uh, something Vikander. I, I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Is that her? Um, yeah, she's yep. she, yeah, she's Tomb Raider, uh, oh, yeah. and she's uh, Michael Fassbender's wife. Um, uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, Liz wanted me to mention. I don't know if she wanted me to mention. She was just the fact that uh, uh, the actress that plays Cersei. She was like talking about how she must be like, one of the top ten most attractive women on the planet. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I can't really argue that. Well, I mean. I mean, she's so she's so good that she's been in the only actor to play the second actor to play multiple characters in the current MCU. Wait, who's the first? Um, the well, now her other character was in the Netflix TV show, so maybe not. Um, the woman who gave Tony Stark the photo of her son. In, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. In the yeah, movie. technically not the same universe, but also yeah, you're right. Um, but whereas Gemma Chan is very like foundationally like she was in Captain Marvel playing this blue skin Kree character, and now she's this other. But because character. she was under such makeup, though. Like, yeah, I would never. I you can't really tell. Yeah, no. it's crazy though that very that happened small so part. close together too, though, because <laughs> that movie, Captain Marvel was not that long ago. No. It was not. It was between the Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know where, where I was going. What I was going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to segue from talking about Oscar Isaac and Star Wars to talking about Star Wars. Oh, we could. Oh, we're we're trying to figure out release release dates. That's what. We're oh, that's right. That's right. But yeah, let's talk Star Wars now. Uh, two hours deep into our episode. <laughs> The other um, Disney property. Yes. Uh, well, I, there wasn't much to talk about since Billy hasn't watched Boba Fett. What, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on oh, Boba yeah. Fett? Without spoiling anything about Boba Fett, Joe, for Billy, it's probably my favorite, not not probably, it is my favorite Star Wars thing that I've ever watched, including The Mandalorian. Uh, and I really liked The Mandalorian a lot. So hopefully that's enough of a vote in its favor. Uh, the second episode of Boba Fett is probably the best thing on Disney+. Plus. Hands down, uh, it's just a really fucking solid episode of both television and as it just a Star Wars story. Yeah. 
kind of a, almost a standalone Star Wars story. Uh, it's really fucking great. Does a lot of things right. A lot of things that people gave the Mandalorian credit for. It seems like the Mandalorian touched on a lot of things uh, that Boba Fett is now expanding upon, which is really fucking great to see that they didn't just do it like once and leave it alone. You know, they're still continuing to build and continuing to make things better and more inclusive and more interesting and giving characters uh, more interesting backgrounds. I think Boba Fett's probably one of those characters who he he had always seemed kind of like a shallow character because people liked him because he looked cool and not there wasn't a whole lot of material behind him. Boom roasted. First off, how dare you attack me on my own show? At least as far as the, (laughs) the, the movies go. But I think the background they're building in uh, without like retconning his actual, you know, background from the movies is really great. The the way that they've been building the time between when he got swallowed by the Sarlacc to when he shows up in the Mandalorian. I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. I like it a whole lot. I'm excited I- to watch it. Uh and I think I'm going to really enjoy it based on the things, you know, like the reception that it's gotten so far. Um, you know, I guess as long as no, like, random-ass Wookiees that are, like, evil or something show up. I don't, know. I don't want that show. show. Um, with the exception of the biker gang from last week or the speeder gang from last week, I really love this show. Um, uh, I... Uh, how did you feel about the speeder gang? Did not like it. Thought it was ridiculous. Makes no sense given the context. Uh, I don't care what bullshit do nothing was trying to spout about <laughs> how it's like 60s mod culture. I don't care. Looks more like LA bike culture to me. And it doesn't make any sense given the context. Like anywhere else in the galaxy, fine with it. But on this planet, given the fact that they're complaining about the cost of water. They're, how are they keeping those things that clean? There's cyborg cleaning parts. No. It was no? it was ridiculous. Did you like that part? What did you think of that part? I, I know so little about Star Wars lore and so little about anything Star Wars, really. Mm-hmm. And even I, when I was watching the episode, was like, wait, who the fuck are these? Like, who? What? This exists in Star Wars? This is fucking weird. Yeah, it like it they do stick out. They stick out a lot, which is like in not a good way, I don't think. For me, it's not like a bad thing. It's noticeable though. It's for me, like I don't I'm not as again, not as familiar with the whole lore and background yeah. of everything, so it's not as precious to me. But the it does stand out. And for me, that was like kind of a distraction given what Boba Fett's been up to this point. Yeah. So I'm not upset about it, but I'm, it was like, it, it was noticeable. It was very noticeable. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, given the context that they put it in, it made no sense. Uh, like, like one, we know that there are cybernetically enhanced people in star Wars, uh, just from the fact that, you know, we've seen Luke with his hand cut off. Um, we, you know, Anakin, uh, you know, uh, Lobot, that thing around his head, that's a cybernetic, mm. uh, attachment. Um, 
but one of them had a like a fucking go-go gadget foot and i was yeah. like that's kind of silly like why the, why the yeah. fuck would you do that yeah but where did they get the money well they spent all their water money on the on them yeah instead but it... maybe it's not that they don't have the money maybe it's that they just don't want to pay the money well uh, well that that might be true but they said that, that there's no work for them like I, I don't want to get into we're get, we're getting too deep we're spiraling <laughs> Billy hasn't seen the episode and I, I haven't and I and we should wrap it up because I'm sure I got oh, okay, yeah but, I need to help get this baby go. to sleep I hear him up there yelling so. all right uh uh in conclusion Star Wars <laughs> the end <laughs> the end all right well I'm poet I'm Billy I'm rage good night. This is the outro, this is the outro, this is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza!